Twilio shares have continued to run as the software communications provider has seen growth way past analyst expectations in the most recent quarter. Shares notched an all-time high before pulling back with the broader NASDAQ. Let's bring in the chief financial officer, Kozima Chips-Chandler is back with us on the show. Kozima, thanks for joining us again. And once again, you guys have crushed the expectations on earnings. So glad to have you here to discuss them. Thanks for having me, Albert. So has anything changed? Last time we talked about how the trends that you've been experiencing throughout the COVID crisis were largely consistent from quarter to quarter, but you also mentioned some early signs of green shoots in areas like transportation and some of the other uh, travel services that use some of the uh, technology. So what's the driving force here in these last three months? Yeah, I would say over the last three months, it was largely consistent with what we saw earlier in the year. We saw broad-based strength across the customer base. I think certainly we saw some new emerging and really exciting use cases in areas like education, e-commerce, philanthropy, education, uh, as I mentioned. And I think what we're starting to see, especially as we round the corner and start to see a little bit of activity, especially with re uh, relation to vaccines, is that there are some green shoots in travel and hospitality, to be sure. Those were industries that were certainly down as a result of COVID. And I think going forward, we also have great expectations that rideshare enjoys a recovery. The ride sharing part seems like kind of an interesting uh, first uh, uh, kind of transition into maybe a more normal scenario as some of those numbers have stabilized and picked up as we've heard from those companies. What I'm curious about, uh, Kozema, is their relationship uh, with uh, Twilio. Do they have the products that they need? Do they have services already in place? Are there going to be new buyers uh, that enter from either the ride hailing or the travel and leisure space? Look, I think in general, the ride-sharing companies definitely have the technologies that they want to avail themselves of to connect with their consumers. Obviously, ride-sharing just generally has been down a little bit, and so uh, that's an industry that we think provides tailwind for the economy generally, as well as for our company going forward. I think the more interesting dynamic is, is that whether it's ride-share, whether it's hospitality, whether it's e-commerce, all companies are undergoing a secular shift they're all telling us in our conversations with customers that they want to spend money on digital technologies that allow them to transform and ultimately develop really tight bonds with their consumer base. When you gave guidance for uh, the next quarter and, uh, and year in the last report, it was way ahead of what really anybody uh, expected. Uh, you guys saw said revenue between 526 to 536 million for the first quarter. The street had estimated about 487. Now, still a loss on the bottom line for EPS, which analysts were also expecting. Can you give me an idea if we're moving towards a period here where you're going to be able to pull a bottom line profit? Because, how close are you in terms of? making that big revenue, I mean, just crushing revenue. It, it's gotta be, I guess, a timeline being pushed forward for profitability too, the way you're moving ahead of sales. Yeah, you know, for us, the way that we think about it is, is that we're effectively twisting a knob where we make a choice every day. And we have this conversation a lot with our investors as to whether or not we dial that knob for growth or we dial that knob for profitability. And I think if we wanted to be profitable tomorrow, basically, we could dial the knob down a little bit. That would mean slightly slower growth, but we definitely know that we could generate cash. What we see in front of us is a generational opportunity. And so 
it's kind of been pedal to the metal on growth. Now, this is not a growth at all cost company, as mm -hmm. you would have seen over the last three, four years. You know, our losses have been very modest. In fact, over the course of 2020, uh, we made gains, and certainly on an EBITDA basis, we were very positive. So, we feel great about the way that we've been allocating our capital. You know, we've been raising cash in the marketplace as well, so that we can be opportunistic. But uh, it's not a growth at all cost story, and I certainly expect that we'll be generating healthy profitability over the medium term. To your point about raising cash, 1.5 billion common stock offering that was up from uh, the plan and uh, clearly gobbled up by the market here. Uh, the overall market is pulled back, so uh, there's no distinct decline in Twilio shares around the uh, stock offering. But I want to dive into some more of that dial talk, uh, Kozema, because it does seem very interesting, right? Where we just went through this period where the economic growth overall uh, just went into the gutter and there were many businesses that struggled. Your company uniquely positioned among some of the others in your category to have additional demand come in because of these circumstances. Does that mean that if that additional demand and that growth rate is not able to maintain, it might be time to turn that dial towards profitability more? I don't think we're necessarily thinking about it that way. I mean, I think, again, we see a generational opportunity in front of us. We want to keep building the company for the long term. So we are very much focused on growth. I mean, part of it is being opportunistic. I'll, I'll give you a great example. You know, just last week, obviously, we had a lot of chaos in the state of Texas. And, you know, our hearts really go out to the citizens of that state that were affected by it. But that was a unique opportunity where we were able to use our tools and technology. and. We were able to help the state get hotlines set up and as it relates to vaccine distribution which has become an even more contemporary topic we're able to help the state of texas help the state of california and then all the way across to the state of maine you know really spanning the country in terms of these capabilities that we really feel like twilio is uniquely capable uh, and able to bring and so we want to seize opportunities like that and if it means that in the short term we take a little bit of a loss. I think that's okay. And we have that conversation a lot with our investors and they seem okay with it too. Where do you think that calculus um, will, will shift if it does? That a generational opportunity certainly is not going to go anywhere, but the rate at which you capture it uh, might. Uh, if there is, um, or let me ask you this way, I guess, Kazama, is there a growth rate that you or the investing community and the analysts that you talk with want to have as a kind of threshold for determining whether or not it is still worth pursuing at the pace, right? Let's say if uh, top line growth drops to a, a 20% or, or something, uh, kind of a pre-COVID level, would that be an area? What's the target that investors should think about at which point you'll go, okay, maybe it's not worth pursuing it quite as much? Yeah, we don't think about it exactly that way. Uh, back in October, we did an investor day in which we shared a lot of information about the scope of the business and how we're thinking about investments going forward. At that time, we actually told investors that we see growth at 30% or better over the next four years, and we feel pretty confident in our ability to maintain that. Obviously, execution is everything, but I think so long as we can maintain growth rates like that, and so long as we believe that we're really early innings in a generational opportunity, we're going to keep investing for that growth. Okay, 65% growth right now, certainly a, a very uh, uh, high bar to keep up going forward. The uh, share issuance that you made as well, just one last point on that, because uh, is there uh, clarity in terms of what you want to do using that stock price as long as it's elevated? Is this the first of uh, other cash raises you see on the horizon? 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't say we're foreshadowing anything there. I think for us, it was really about raising enough cash that was commensurate with the size of our market cap. And it's important to us to have a fortress balance sheet that is a performer through any cycle. And uh, I think that's why we did it. Okay, always appreciate the details. Thanks for joining us here on Morning Trade Live, Kazama. Thank you. Thank you, have a great day. Mr. Ship Chandler is the CFO at Twilio.